Well, hey, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring at me through the screen here is the original wise guy, Daniel. I'm younger than you, but hey. <laughs> More like smart-ass guys, what we really call them. That is what everybody says, though. <laughs> All right. But yeah, today we are talking Goodfellas, which I'm pretty excited for this, especially after doing Fear City last week. I'm excited to do some Goodfellas now. Yeah, that's so. the exact thought I was thinking while I was watching. I'm like, oh, it does take... Anyway, I, I was very happy that I, we watched Fear City last week, which w- just gave more context to Goodfellas. Yeah, no, it totally did. And yeah, I'm excited because yeah, this week we've got two guests on our show. That's going to be fun to bring them on. So everybody, sit back. Relax, grab a drink, and let's go back to the 1970s mob era. Cheers! Cheers! Well, so I, I didn't really think about this. Do you want to do any movies or anything, or or uh, news or? I mean, not a lot of news, but it, it's we fine. Talk- Since we got four people on, might as well. Just- so we can save it for next week and talk Mandalorian trailer, hopefully. Mandalorian trailer plus there's going to be like that DC fandom event coming up so there'll be a lot of stuff surrounding that that'd be cool I heard there's gonna be a Schneider cut trailer for that well there's also supposed to be uh at least a clip from the new or some sort of sneak peek for the new Batman movie oh sweet which is supposed to I think pick up production next week I think so yeah coming up anyway cool well yeah i mean i saw a few things this week but i think we've already done episodes on a few of the things i saw like i watched election and the disaster artist this last week nice great films great comedies and yeah, it was fun because i watched them with somebody that never seen either one of them and that person loved them so it's always All fun right. to introduce people to new exciting stuff but yeah if you want to just get on into it we can do that yeah so why don't you yeah Gavin! Right, well, I'll go. <laughs> Gavin! He can't hear you. He's playing his guitar. <laughs> I'll go grab him. I didn't know we were going to start. Right, so he, he cries too in the shower while his guitar gently weeps. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches. If you would only say you care. And though my Gavin! Jordan! Hey! How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. And I had a beard just like that till just uh, yesterday. Then I shaved oh, yeah. it all off. I'm kidding, actually. No, yours actually looks pretty good. Daniel's the ones. See, this is something with the Davises. We grow these scuff, scruffy ass beards. Like. I just shaved mine today. Shaved yeah, it actually face. looks pretty well kept. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. I feel like I looked nice, Jordan. Thank you. And Trent just got the Johnny Depp vibe going on. Oh, he does, actually. I, my, my thing is, is that I, I have too much Indian in me, so I can't, like, grow a beard. So anything that you guys have, I'm completely envious of. Because I can't uh, well, you, so I be the first. I'm, yeah. envious, I'm envious of uh, Gavin's right there. I mean, uh, gosh, yeah, I went a week without shaving and it just looked horrible. So I just took it off. <laughs> yeah. That I might can... just be your face. Oh. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even grow I got up the, the... going hard, but I can't do the sides very well. 
it's kind of patchy but i just let it well, go that's, out. that's mine too that's why i just i give up i'm just like oh it looks horrible i can't if i could do the george michael five o'clock shadow i would but i can't even do that properly <laughs> i don't know anyway <clears throat> so how's everyone doing <laughs> pretty solid actually thanks for having me on man <laughs> yeah well here let's, let's introduce you here uh, joining us today to talk some good fellows, we have got looks like Gavin right there sitting next to Daniel on his side. Yeah, the resident good fellows expert in the house, my roommate. <laughs> right, well, I brought my own expert right here. I've got Trent Tidwell right here. He'll be joining us. Call him Johnny because he looks like Johnny Depp. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm excited to talk some good fellows yeah. here. Um, this was my second time watching it, and I, I definitely liked it better the second time around than I did the first time around, which I like movies that do that. You didn't like it the first time around? No, I did or like it just the first like time it more. around. I just liked it even more this, this time around, though. All right, all right. That's fair. Some look forward to you then. Yeah. I'm trying to think of where to even start here. I guess we can go around. Everyone can just kind of talk about their history of the film like and their initial thoughts of it. Uh, I guess we'll go with Gavin first. Where did you, like... You know, when did you first see this film? And has it just been a, a favorite of yours over the years? Um, I think the first time I watched it was my freshman year of high school. And a friend of mine from grade school, his dad was really into like mob and mafia movies. And I kind of heard about it from him, but I never actually sat down and watched it. And I think I watched it on TV with on like... TNT or something like that back in the day and I just fell in love with it immediately but that was my first exposure to it and I've watched it a couple times over the years I actually just rewatched it again today so I think it was like my third time but definitely picking up more and more from the movie but it's super enjoyable man I love all those movies the godfather casino kind of stuff like that so monster yeah. films yeah. and what, what about you daniel so this was this was your first time watching it this was my first time watching it i have actually just not watched a lot of scorsese films i do like gangster films when i watch them i just for some reason they always seem super long and i don't necessarily want to sit down for two and a half hours all the time especially scorsese films where everyone's like yeah i just want to just want to get in the shit with some <laughs> movie like when i sat down and watched taxi driver i'm like oh Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> so it was, but I was actually, I I really liked the movie. This is my first time watching it. I really enjoyed it. It like went went by super fast, actually, and I yeah. was I was actually pleasantly surprised that it didn't feel like it had as hard of an edge as other Scorsese films have. So it was a lot easier just to sit down and enjoy what was going on and enjoy the story and enjoy the characters. And I, I I really did. I really liked it. And what about you, Trent? You probably have seen this probably the most out of everybody, if I had to guess. Well, see, the, the difference is, is that I'm old enough that I actually saw this in the theater when it came out. And, you know, they used to have blockbusters back then, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I very well, smart Alec. I do very much. I saw it with my dad. I saw it, I saw it on 82nd Avenue. They used to have the 82nd Avenue cinemas that subsequently has been torn down now. But we went in and I had, I saw it and I had always loved gangster movies, Italian movies. My 
mom is Italian and Godfather and movies like that, we I've always loved. And I have always been a big Martin Scorsese fan. I love this movie. This is not my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. It's probably about my fourth. King of Comedy is my favorite Martin Scorsese movie by far. Because I I love Jerry Lewis and I just love the whole premise of it. But this one, I never really got over. I probably have seen it. I don't know how many times, but it, it, it sticks with you. And it's one of those films like a Christopher Guest movie. Every time you watch it, it seems like there's a different idiosyncrasy or an aspect that you missed prior to the last time. And that's what I love about it. And that's what I like about a lot of Martin Scorsese movies. But see, so with me being the old man here, uh, I think I'm the only one who saw this in an actual theater when it came out on its opening weekend. So that's something that I can... One year, nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Also, nine-year-old me would be like, there's a few scenes that I'd probably been like close, like looking through my eyes, just like, oh God, they beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess for me, so I saw this for the first time late last year. I don't know why it took me so long to watch this movie. I'd heard about it for years. I'm a Scorsese fan. I mean, everything from The Departed to Aviator to um, Wolf of Wall Street. Love those movies. Uh, For some reason, just didn't get around to seeing Goodfellas. And I mean, Daniel and I had, this was, I think, number one or, no, it was number two, I think, on our list of top movies we're ashamed to say we had never seen. Mm. So it was up there because yeah, I just can't believe I hadn't seen it. Everybody else had seen it and talk was always talking about it, referencing it, and you know I heard references here and there. Of course, Family Guy and all that stuff that always likes to do parodies on stuff like this. Right. It's kind of cool. Like him, I got to actually see it, experience it for the first time on the big screen because the Academy Theater up the road played it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is this is it. I'm going to see it in theaters. Fine. So that would be great. Heck yeah. And it was amazing. I gotta say, second time around this week watching it, liked it even more. And yeah, it goes down smooth. Like it's two and a half hours, but goes down real smooth. I I gotta say, it just it doesn't feel like a long stretched out movie. Like Irishman felt long and stretched out. Good movie, but mm-hmm. felt long and stretched out. But yeah, this is just, there's just there's little itty bitty things that picked up here and there that I didn't pick up the first time, or at least I don't remember. But I love the characters. I love following around just everybody but especially the um uh, henry hill character and especially i love him and his wife all their interactions and then of course you've got de niro and joe pesci in the mix as well it, it, it's just brilliant i mean I, I love so much about it and yeah, i'm just looking forward to just, just talking to everybody with it um i i want to make it clear that i also dated a woman once that was long and stretched out but it had nothing to do with goodfellas i want to make that clear okay. Heard that? All right. <laughs> like said that like three times, long and stretched out, made me think of exes that I've gone out with. Triggered something. <laughs> triggered. <laughs> triggered some memories there. Okay. I'm well, feeling right. very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing that hat. I would too. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll start with the first third of it, I guess, for now. What are some of your favorite parts? I mean, Gavin, (laughs) you want to go first? Or I can have Daniel go first? What's some things Uh, that stood out to you that you just love about this movie? Let's see. The first 
first third of it. I remember um, at the beginning, you know, when he's starting to work for the restaurant or work for the people in the restaurant, he's going around doing these odd jobs. And um, he's like, yeah, I got a letter from my school saying that, you know, I haven't been in months. My dad beat my ass. So they, he goes and tells them and they go out to the postal office and find the guy who delivers mail to his house. And he's like, is it that guy? No. Is it that guy? No. That guy? Yeah. So they grab him, take him, beat the crap out of him just so they won't deliver mail to his house anymore. So for him. I, I, I love the guy's great. teeth too. The guy's teeth are like timeless. Like you see like all like the fillings in his mouth when they shove, in, shove him in the pizza oven or whatever it is. Like oh yeah they do a freeze frame of him just sitting God, right there <laughs> god oh, forsaken fear look on his face when i first saw this and i kind of forgot about it so i thought they're gonna go after his dad and like kept crap out of that's his what dad. i thought too yeah. Yeah. but then <laughs> yeah, they, the... they find the guy to deliver the mail from the school and like don't you ever deliver mail to this house again from the school right. <laughs> yeah. oh, that man. Is... i mean yeah. could you imagine being the poor mailman i mean he technically did nothing wrong and they're yeah. like don't you ever deliver again otherwise we're gonna kill you yeah. oh, God. It's like, hey, man, i'm literally just doing my job like and you yeah. guys are coming after me for no reason but i i do love the whole opening sequence of just the montage of him as young and yeah. trying to you know it's like hey i just want to be a gangster i always wanted to do it thought it was cool and just yeah watching him like follow them and learn from them and things was just it was a lot of fun i love uh when he meets his wife that scene is when he and yes. uh, Tommy yeah. are on a double date and he just not, there's not into each other at first. And just, that scene is just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it was actually kind of funny about that. Like seeing them being on double date is he's kind of like not interested. And she kind of like has the like look in the kind of like attitude. She's like, not interested in me. Are you kidding me? And like yeah. no one like turns me down. And then at the same time, when she like gives him a piece of her mind and he just kind of same reaction like whoa 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 no one talks to me like that so yeah. they kind of have like the like, same energy just from the opposite side that, that scene that when he stands her up for the second date and she walks up to him with his in front of his buddies and just goes off i love that so much yeah it's uh i no, it's just brilliant like kind of a toxic way to start a relationship but it, it works I, I got to tell you guys, though, it, it, let's, on that opening scene, though, I think that one of the greatest just musicality aspects of this movie, because the, the soundtrack and the songs and the movies are Brilliant. so amazing in it, but just how rapid the opening sequence is, and then just to go into Tony Bennett's Rags to Riches is, yeah. is just as, I mean, I think that sets a tone for just how authentic the movie's going to be mm-hmm. from the wardrobe to the scenery to the time frames to the cars but tony bennett having such a th- that song being so engulfed in italian communities at a certain genre in the 60s and 70s and tony bennett being who he is i think it just it just your heart starts racing when when you hear that I go from rags to riches that just yeah I love it you know so that that's one thing too the soundtrack in general is start yeah. to finish it's just great I know during during the early like while well, I can enjoy it like during like the earlier parts of his life when they're playing like what like 50s and 60s music it's 
for less recognizable to me, but once they get into like the seventies and eighties, I'm like, all right, they play like they played some cream towards like the mid to late right. section to, and Jimmy stuff. Hendrix so, and stuff. Yeah, so I started to recognize a lot more and be like, all right, hell yeah, I love this song. We'll get, yeah. we'll get into it a little later, but that that scene with though when they play Layla, the the piano portion of Layla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I also like that. Just like as it went on, I was recognizing more and more like actual songs in the soundtrack. But the soundtrack was great, and Scorsese films always have a freaking sweet soundtrack. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's crazy though, and I I want to share this with you guys because you guys wouldn't have have experienced this at this time. But when I was like I said, I was in high school when I went to the theater to see this. So you guys know the, the pinpoint collars on the shirts that they wore. Do you guys remember specifically some of the, the shirts that the guys, primarily um, Joe Pesci's character, had a very yeah. elongated uh, collar on, yeah. Her, yeah. on his shirt. And those became very popular. And when we graduated, when I graduated in high school, there were like a lot of us guys that specifically all went out and bought those shirts because of Goodfellas. And oh, yeah. wore the, and like, wore those. I always wanted to be a gangster. Right, because they were popular. <laughs> I, don't know if you guys know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, and I didn't know it. I didn't know it until getting ready for tonight with you guys. But Martin Scorsese's mom and dad actually ironed those for all the actors before they, oh, wore, really? them, no before they wore them on set. Because Scorsese said that there is nobody that he knows of that will get it exactly right like that other than his parents. And so every one of those shirts that you see that those guys had on, from Paul A to Ray Liotta to those guys, those were all ironed by Martin Scorsese's parents. That's crazy. That's a type of sweet piece of trivia that I live for. Yeah. Now, both his parents are in the film too, right? Because his mother plays Tommy's mother that we see in that one scene when they're like, we need a shovel. Oh, right. my mom's got a shovel. Let's go to her house. That's that's no. That's that, her his mom. That, that's that's Martin, Scorsese's that, mom. Yeah. No that, way. Yeah. yeah. And she's been in. She's have in you like guys? She's been in a lot of his movies. She was yeah. um, in King of Comedy, and also his dad. Do you remember the prison scene when they're complaining that the guy is making putting too many onions in the marinara sauce? Yeah. Yeah. When they're in prison. That's Martin Scorsese's dad, the old man that was making the. What? Really? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, crazy. When he talked about, no, I only put three small onions in, and they're like, that's too many onions, right? Well, that's that's Martin yeah, Scorsese's like, dad. Yeah, they're like, how many cans of tomato sauce? Yeah. Like, well, two. Yeah. Like, well, that's too many onions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, character-wise, as much as I love um, Ray Liotta's character, Henry Hill, and uh, Lorraine Bracco's Karen Hill, those two together were some of my favorite scenes but i love um joe pesci as tommy, tommy. in this he was oh, yeah. by far my favorite character i mean he just cracked me up in every scene he's in i just you know what this is also the first because i'm like i don't haven't seen a lot of scorsese films or a lot of other like gangster movies this is one of i think this is the first film i saw that had joe pesci that wasn't home alone oh <laughs> really so yeah, you, uh-huh. so, yeah you've, you've seen him in Home Alone 1 and 2. And, right, uh, exactly. Because I never saw that. I haven't watched The Irishman yet because, again, four hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess you never uh, Lethal like, Weapon either. It's like three and a half. Yeah. So this is the first time you've seen him cuss for real then. Yeah, exactly. Oh so it's just fun to see him because I, <laughs> I know he's in like Casino, right? Yeah. And a bunch of other Scorsese, or at least a few other Scorsese. Well, I, love other... I love his cussing in Home Alone. Like, 
Yeah. So it's also fun just to go from that to like him playing like pretty much the most psycho person in the oh, entire movie. It's great. It's so great. <laughs> people just because he's a dick yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Well, and like he killed what he well you know he kills that guy the a main man just because he i, well, I, I he was I, talking crap he, has, he has that short for his temper you set that temper off and he's he'll get you That's yeah what, exactly. I, lo- I love this my one of my favorite scenes was the whole like ah oh, you're so funny tommy you're a funny guy you know well that's what do you mean funny what do you mean you're, you're, you're funny what do you mean by funny what i make you laugh is that it i mean that 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 single i mean that is such that is so used over i mean you hear that constantly anymore about that scene you know do i amuse you am i a clown you know that's almost like iconic cinema anymore it's almost like um, it's almost been used so much that it's tiresome like you know like i'll make you an offer you can't refuse from the godfather it's that it's on par with that line yeah but that is so awesome when because that guy tells him to get his shine box that yeah, uh, Tommy goes off. He's like, oh, we're, just, we're, just, yeah. we're just ribbing each other. He's like, but get your Sean yeah. box. And as soon as he just, bra- I think he like breaks his glass at that point. He's like, oh, yeah. you mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got so many great. Well, like when they all get in that car and the guy's going off, and all of a sudden you see, bah, 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 just get oh, yeah. with the knife. He's like, yeah. thought he'd never shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wig. Guy. Yeah. The uh, the toupee guy or the wig guy. Oh, yeah, the yeah, wig guy. Always busting my balls. Always busting <laughs> my balls. <laughs> It's like, come on, drive! Guy, dead guy here, they drive faster than you. Yeah. <laughs> I just legs. love it. He's like, but the car's oh, cold. What do you mean the car's but, cold? Get out! I like, I like when Rayleigh, when they, when, when they, when they, when they, when they're obviously infuriated at Maury, the guy with the wigs, and uh, Robert De Niro has him like just strangling them, and just Ray Liotta is just standing there, just laughing hysterically. The wig is yeah. falling off. The tape is on his head. That that's one of my favorite characters, a guy who sells the wigs in at Mori. And he's he's another one that has been in. That's what I love about this movie is that Scorsese uses so many of these guys in so many movies, like Mean Streets and Casino. Oh, mean and I haven't seen mean so many of them that you, mean, mean Streets, I think, is streaming right now on Netflix. I do I want to watch it. Yeah. It's in my they actually have it on there that's still. got um Oh, I don't shit. think it has Joe Pesci in it, but it still has Robert De Niro and um, Robert De Niro. It's got Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, that's the yes. yeah. Harvey it's Keitel. Got a lot of, it's got a lot of the the secondary cast. You know those guys that you see that you even see in Sopranos. When you watch episodes of The Sopranos, you'll like you know that person from. Usually, it's from a Scorsese movie. Yeah. I mean, which I makes sense because he's done so many gangster movies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good. and Scorsese is just one of those directors that I, you know, being a little younger, not super young at this point, <laughs> but you know, just like I've never sat down and just like gone through all of his movies. Like I've seen a handful at this point, like Taxi Driver, Wolf of Wall Street, now Goodfellas. I know there's like one or two others that I've seen, but I haven't seen the majority yet. You gotta watch Casino, yeah, Mean Streets. Maybe we'll cover that one soon. Yeah, Mean Streets isn't bad to cover because that one, I I actually just watched that one for the first time recently, and it was a little bit different than one I was expecting. It was a little bit more mild. Yeah, I don't know how else to describe it, but I mean, it was all about dialogue, and that just kind of like really got me going about that movie. Nice. Well, I which awesome. See, I need to watch that (laughs) because that's like my favorite part about a lot of movies is the dialogue. If the dialogue is just 
there, then I'm fucking in. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about this too. Like whether it's written down or improv, it is amazing dialogue in this film. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like some of my favorite dialogue was between uh, Joe Pesci's character and crap. What's his name? The main character. Henry Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Yeah. Like when they're, when they're burning down the bamboo bar, and they're just sitting there bitching at each other. Oh, yeah. He's, t- oh, yeah. 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 he's like, what do you mean? I'm just trying to get laid here. Help me out. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then they just like are bitching at each other. Then it starts like smoke and the alarm goes off. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, like, oh, they yeah. talk too much. You just peel out. That was my favorite scenes of the whole movie. So I'm just bitching at each other right after, like as they're burning down this place. And then they don't realize it's like, visible until the alarms go off and they're like oh shit we need to be out here now and i am telling you that that op- that introduction in that bamboo restaurant that you're talking about when scorsese pans through uh, the kitchen yes and, that one and, and, and introduces like you know so ta- the, the guys brilliant. and the people and that slow manner in which he does that you, you truly so feel like that brilliant. you're getting to know every one of those people that he's introducing you to is just yeah, and, I mean that's just, it it doesn't get much better than that. I mean that's yeah. just absolutely brilliant. And what I like yeah. what I what I love about Scorsese with this is that you know there are directors out there you you see a film and at the end of it you go oh my god I didn't know that they that this was directed by this person or it was directed by that person. But when you watch this movie you know man you know this yeah. is a Martin Scorsese movie. There's no right. doubt. It's like a Tarantino movie, and some of the greats like that that will be forever. You just in- instantaneously know that. Oh yeah, this is Martin Scorsese, and that's I don't know. I love it's it. Just like if it has jazz in it now, you know it's a uh, Damien Chazelle film. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I he definitely has a recognizable view. I still need to see way more of his movies so Same. I can get it down. The one scene that I really enjoyed was, um, or not really enjoyed, but really stood out to me as like a Scorsese thing, was when uh, he was walking his wife through the kitchen and that panning view of introducing everybody like you were talking about earlier. But that, I don't know, that just really stuck out to me as like, oh, Scorsese always does this in one of his films in one way or another. It makes another. me wonder how many times they had to shoot that to him because, I mean, that is flawless. It yeah. goes on for a few minutes of just It's so seamless. Yeah. Pulling mm-hmm. the tables out, like carrying the tables, putting the like lamp on it. I mean, everything going on in the background is flawless. Was oh, that yeah. one continuous shot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah one it continuous was. shot. Yeah. Okay. That which makes it even better. But, yeah, like, plus you also get – a lot like you you it nails down the charisma that henry has as he's just walking like greeting everybody like oh hey how's it going like has a a different type of interaction with each person on like a personal interaction between each person that he he passes and talks to during that entire scene yeah yeah and you know one of the one of the things that and and i don't want to bore you guys with kind of these minute specifics but i don't think that i think you might appreciate them but like when in the scene when Ray Liotta is with Lorraine Bracco on their first date and they set the table down right mm-hmm. for them up front. Well, that person that is singing is an Italian singer named Jerry Vale. And Jerry Vale died about probably about eight years ago. And the song that he's singing is like, pretend you don't see her. 
whatever. When, if you watch it again, you'll know the song. But in the right. movie theater, with the way the screen is, not on the TV, but on the, in, in, on, on the big screen, when it pans, when Scorsese is panning through, you see the side profile, and it's actually Jerry Vale, who at the time was probably 70 years of age, singing that song to them. Oh, wow. And just things like you just that go unnoticed so like cool. that. That is really cool. And like the, the, the comedian that is talking, like, you know, and it, the guy that stands up there and he's making these jokes. Yeah. And one of the jokes, he says, take my wife, the old man. Well, that's Henny Youngman. And it's just those things that like people wouldn't necessarily know who the hell these people are. But Scorsese does and he puts them in. And it's just those are the small things that just separate that's that's just some of the genius that he puts into his filmmaking and i just i don't know i i, I love it i, yeah, I just no, appreciate that's, that's that cool. you know? that's really you know, cool. like i mean scorsese is a filmmaker for people who love cinema yeah absolutely oh, definitely. you know like for me i don't know these people but it's cool that like he puts it like t to me those could be anybody and it would be the same but to some people, it's like, oh, you put those guys in. Some I, people know, and it'll just elevate it just that much more. I feel like we get similar Absolutely. things You're from Tarantino, right. too. Yeah. Yeah. But Tarantino likes to do similar mm -hmm. stuff to that. Gosh. I, I feel like there's some favorite thing, scenes. Like I was saying, I love every scene with Henry and his wife. I mean, they're just, they, they're, it's just so funny watching their relationship. Their relationship is so toxic, like completely toxic. But yet, at the same time, at the end of the day, they still love each other some way, somehow. I don't know how. But one of my favorite scenes, though, is when when uh, Henry wakes up and he's got the gun pointed at his head and she's on top of him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Such a great scene. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And then back and forth dialogue while she's got the gun in her, I mean, her hand has got the trigger halfway back. I mean, one slip and he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that scene's great. And I love, like, it's one thing, it's intimidating as is, but then they slowly make the purpose of her slowly putting back the, uh, not the barrel, but like the hammer. She pulls back the hammer and he's just, it's kind of like talking, he's trying to talk his way out of a corner, just very calmly, very slowly. And then as soon as he like can grab each fucking throws her and just like kind of hits her a little bit, like what the feel, fuck are you doing? How's that feel, yeah. bitch? How's that feel to have it, huh? Yeah, yeah but even, even before that, like as she's pulling back the hammer, you see him slowly open his eyes, but his eyes, you can actually tell that he's starting to realize the situation that's happening in front mm -hmm. of him and actually process everything. Mm -hmm. And it, he hesitates for a moment before he starts saying, put the gun down or like, hey, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like you yeah. actually see the realization just drench across his face. And that was just, I don't know, it was so subtle, so small, but it was super cool. Oh, yeah, was like, man. That was great. Um, what, well, a few scenes that I wrote down, like when we were talking, it was like, this actually was probably in the first third of the movie, but when he gets a call, when they're actually working over the toupee guy, Morris, Maury, 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 when they're working him over to get the money and then he gets the phone call from Karen, then he's like, oh, I got to fucking go. Then he just goes there, drives oh, yeah, her home, like, yeah. Yourself up, and then he puts his gun and just beats the shit out of the guy. And I love his friends are just standing there, just like, uh, uh, what I love about that scene is he gets out of the they get out of the car, she goes in the house, he gets he puts his you see him put his gun in his pants, and all you hear for a moment is click, clack, click, clack from his shoes, just yeah, click, clack, 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 and the guy's like, 
fuck you want? Can I help you? And there's no dialogue from Henry. Just, mm-hmm. and just continuously just boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. Don't you ever fucking touch her again. Boom, boom. Yeah. And his, his <laughs> friends are just like, holy shit. I don't know what to do. They're, they're just, it's just brilliant because they're just watching like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starstruck. They point the gun at that guy. Like, I forget what he says. But he points the gun at the one guy standing behind him. It's a yeah. brilliant, brilliant scene. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Well, yeah, he just he walks, walks, walks back up to her and like, hide this gun. Yeah. And then Which I, I also go, love that she's like, most girls I know would just <laughs> leave in yeah. that room. She's like, but I was a little turned on. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little turned on by this. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> makes me wonder though why they, after all they go through in this movie, because it says at the very end that after twenty five years of marriage they divorced. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder why they actually ever got divorced. Because I'm like, if you put up with all this for this long, why would you ever divorce? Why would you stop now? I, yeah, exactly. I mean, and see that, that eventually that's... everybody hits a breaking point. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe one of just... one of the things that he does in this, and I and I can say this because I, I I've seen it in my own family, especially on my mother's side is that he is so good at showing some of the idiosyncrasies in the things that go on in Italian families, such as intense jealousy, rage, um, you know, emotions that run high. And I'm not being stereotypical or, you know, categorizing all Italians as being hotheads and things like that. But the things that he puts in here are very true. I've seen them in my family. I see, you see a lot of those things. And, and, and when you see them on screen like that, they're very relatable, you know, and you understand where some of these people are coming from. And, and well, I think Tommy's a great example of it. He's being full Italian in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's you know. a perfect example. I mean, one of my favorite scenes is another Tommy scene is uh, when he gets in a dispute with that bartender. Uh, what's the kid's name? Spider. 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 Yeah. Spider, yeah. He, he's like, hey, look at me. We're like, I'm hey, John Wayne. Hey, motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> shooting and then shoot his foot. <laughs> so. Like too far, man. It was just a joke. <laughs> I know. And just, he's just a fucking psychopath. Oh, yeah. He shoots him in the foot and he's like, oh, why are you fucking bitching? Get him out. And they're just like, yeah, just take him down the street to the doctor. And he's yeah. like, yeah, fucking. No, no one can fucking anything. crawl. Can bring me a drink? Oh god, it's so funny. But then, like later on, when he actually shoots him, I just love that too. He's like, "Go fuck yourself, Tom." He's like, yeah. "What's that? Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? Pow, 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 pow!" He's just like, you guys you know, know who that is, don't you? You guys know who Spider is. You guys watch Christopher Montesante and uh, The Sopranos. So there's, there's I haven't actually seen all of another. Honestly, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, you know. I feel like we should watch it now. <laughs> I mean, I do love gangster movies, and Sopranos is one of those like right before like the golden age of kind of like TV kind of started happening. Sopranos was one of those shows that was like above everything else. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. But before everything like, started getting a kick in the ass in quality. Oh yeah. A- after Tommy shoots in the love when he's like Henry's like he's dead. He's like. <laughs> That was a good shot. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It, was good, it was a good shot. I'm a good shot. What can I say? Awesome. What do you want from me? It was a good shot. Yeah. You know, and I still love like some of like every time they act like they unintentionally or unexpectedly kill somebody, they're not shocked by the death, but they're all just like, "Fuck!" Now we gotta 
we we just want to play cards. Now we got to deal with this shit. Yeah, yeah. I deal with this. Yeah, yeah. I just, just love hindrance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not <laughs> like disturbing, just hindrance. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I still love the scene when they have to go to Tommy's mother's house. We we kind of we went over that one a little bit ago, but I just love. That. Yeah, my mom's got a shovel. Let's go to her house, and she invites them all in. Like makes them all dinner. This nice dinner. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like, they go in and it's like, no, you should get some sleep. You know, we got some things to do. And she's like, well, I can't sleep now. I got to see Tommy. I haven't seen Tommy in a while, you know. And then the next shot you see is her making them a full-blown <laughs> meal. Yeah, yeah. Just like, sitting at the table, meal, meal, right. just casually eating. Yeah, yeah. that cracked me up, too. <laughs> yeah. But I also, like, one thing, like, maybe it's culture, like, something I might just not understand. But I'm like, if you're making money, like, being in the mob and stuff, why are you, why do you still live with your mom? Yeah. You know, like, well, he's not married yet, so he's got nowhere else to go, I guess, but. I just assumed that he would have I his own place. Down, you know, that, I, I sell down every night. And then I kick her out, then I'm single the next yeah, day. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Whatever. I'm telling you, I think that that goes back. That That's a very, what you just said is an incredibly insightful question to ask about Italian Americans, because there is this ungodly sense of loyalty that 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 in particular sons have sons have with their mother and just family has and family and tommy isn't married and so he does live with his mom because okay that's family is everything and to italians and it just that just kind of shows where because loyalty is such a strong theme in this movie yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, the, the, you know, the whole giving yourself to the mafia family, your own family, your mafia family, you, you are, you are one when you get involved in that. And that just such a recurring theme is to see that how important loyalty is. And one of my favorite, favorite scenes, and it just so outrageous is, do you remember Polly the boss? Paul, yeah. um, remember when, when he's eating the hot dog, he's very slowly eating a hot dog at a barbecue with them. And he yeah. starts talking, talking about, you know, that it doesn't want him in the drug world anymore and all that kind of stuff. And you just, you, you, you just start understanding just how, like, when you're in the mafia, you are in it. You are loyal or you're dead. It's just there's yeah. no black and white with it. Either you are 100% on board in or, dead. or you're gone. And that's, so that's, yeah. Well, especially the loyalty, too, with Robert De Niro when he gets that phone call when Tommy gets made, you know what I mean? And then afterward, he starts crying in the booth and everything because it's kind of like they got made because he's full Irish and the other one... Irish-Italian. Irish-Italian, so they can't technically get made, but it's the loyalty to their friends. It's like no matter what kind of shit Tommy does, you know, they're still going to do whatever they can to help him out. Right, because they all came up together. Yeah, exactly. Like, they grew up together, you know? They kind of had the same situation. So the see, loyalty goes, thing is super strong. Yeah, and it goes back to that code that they have because those guys at the time, when they, when they killed the guy with the shine box, that was a made man. And Tommy yeah, and, and, and the rest of those guys weren't. And you don't cross that line. You don't, you, don't, you know? Well, it was – oh, man, man. – it's, it's so interesting too watching uh what was that little documentary that you're telling oh yeah gavin about? also wa also watched fear city so yeah. i recently just watched fear city yes. and it was kind of interesting like going into this movie and re-watching it again 
and just realizing, you know, the reality of the situation of the mafia in the city. And there was this point where um, the main character was talking about how, you know, they can do whatever they want in the, not necessarily construction business, but he would threaten or the union would threaten to strike. So everybody would be afraid of that so they can kind of do whatever they want. And then watching Fear City and talking about how they actually had such a grip over the city and that they were untouchable. It was just kind of like, oh, like something clicked, you know, like, oh my God, that's actually something that happened during this period of time. And it's directly- It was just super cool that, you know, related to it. It adds a real world uh, backdrop because that Fear City covers like the 70s and 80s of the mob before the they got taken down by the Rico yeah. cases. And this takes place in the exact tam- time period and in Brooklyn too. Yeah, so it's just kind of cool to see that, you know, parallel there, so. Not, I, not, not to get off on that, but I thought that that Fear City was excellent. I thought they did. Yeah, I know, oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. We, we watched it last week and that's yeah. why I did. That's cool, okay, yeah. so we've all seen it, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Was I always solid. I always forget that I love a good documentary until I watch them. I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking love a good documentary. Right. Yeah. And then I usually watch like four or five. Yeah, yeah I need to watch it stop again. for a while. The Fear City. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish The Last Dance first. I'm four episodes into that and so far it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I finished the last dance. And you gotta watch the, the I think it's the same crew that made like the movies that made us and the toys that made us now have that video game documentary from the like the inception is that like an hour game. and a half one or is that like a mini series of docs? it's like a four episodes or something okay. like that that would be interesting classic video it's classic video games from like 80s like nintendo super nintendo and all that oh yeah that yeah like the the inception of the first game sorry so cool. oh god it's yeah that that's gonna be a fun one <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you said i never heard of that till you sent it yesterday and i was like oh that looks like it'll be cool oh yeah That'll be a fun one. Yeah, maybe we'll <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Who knows? Oh, man. Uh, hey, I want to ask you guys, did you notice that what I liked, and I, want, I wanted to, I really wanted to ask you guys your opinion about this. Did you notice that in the movie when, when, uh, when Henry's drug use, so we talked about how slowly the initial pan scene was, right, when they introduced all the characters that were involved in, in, in the film. But did you notice as his cocaine started to increase, how much more rapid the film got? Like how faster the scenes went? Did you notice that at all? Like I don't know if I necessarily like. I don't. I don't think that didn't like. I didn't catch stand that. Out to you. Yeah, it didn't stand out to me. But probably because like he gradually ups his like use, and so I feel like the probably it feels like it might have gradually, um, like. I think yeah. Upped. I feel like things get faster the more he starts. If, if the, you okay. if you watch it again, look for that because it'll it literally okay. you think about it, it'll make your heart race because as his like with the helicopters and all those things, yeah. Scorsese is making you feel like you've just had half an eight ball yourself. Got you it. Know? That, oh man, that scene with the that, helicopter, that, is just, that whole you know, morning sequence of the helicopter yeah. following him around is so great. And I, I love how he what? does that. I love how he makes you 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 feel as you're sitting there in the theater that that you're that you're with him doing cocaine yourself you know because it's got you've got that kind of hyped up i don't know if any of you guys have ever done cocaine but i'm tony montana i've done copious no i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad you kind of said something about that george whatever what was that yeah i stopped watching like i was 
I rewatched part of the film today and I stopped at the scene where they just did that big deal and that guy bought that pink car and the fur coat and everything like that. The heist. The heist yeah. right after that. And then the pace of the movie kind of started to change, mm -hmm. you know, like once he started getting, or uh, once he was locked up, you can tell the pace was actually faster. Like you said, you know, with his Coke use and everything, once he gets out of prison, it was just like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. It was like the last 30 minutes of the film and it just felt like it flew by. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So I definitely see what you're saying, especially since I watched it a couple of times and I really noticed that and I kind of picked it up this time so i'm glad you actually said something about it I love, uh, <laughs> you know? De debbie mazar is it mazar 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 yeah as is a side girlfriend she's great we've yeah daniel and i have seen her in entourage, entourage. oh yeah she, she's been in a couple janice things. janice <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i i also love that she's like, when oh my god when his wife goes to her apartment. She's like, starts slamming oh. all the buttons. Yeah, just like <laughs> I'm gonna tell everybody a whore lives here. Yeah. Like, oh man! Yeah. And just and she's just like sitting in her apartment, like freaking out. She's like, holy fuck! Yeah, this yeah. woman's gonna come up here and kill me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, that's great. Oh, what about that scene? Was it his niece or something? The one who was trying to like, you know, you're, like, you're gonna do this drug run for me? She's like, well, I can't oh, go there. I can't yeah. go to the airport unless I go get my lucky hat. Yeah, the oh, lucky babysitter. Oh, Fucking babysitter. I'm oh, like, yeah. you. Babysitter, that's right. She's like, I forgot my hat. I need my lucky hat. Like, what the fuck you need your hat for? Well, it's my lucky hat. I can't, I can't fly without it. The, the condescending and the smugness of that bitch with that, I shouldn't use that language, but the hat, it just evokes that rage out of you. Because, I mean, she's just the most irritating it, character. I mean, it's like, do you know what's at stake here? I know. He even yeah. says, like, are you kidding me? You know you're smuggling a ton of drugs, and we have a timeline. She's like, but I need my hat. I'm like, well, she's also the one that called from the house. Yeah, fucking, you know, like, <laughs> fucking teenagers, man. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh gosh, that uh, cracked me up. She's like, of course, I'm not an idiot. What does she do? She calls from the fucking house. Yeah, so I, I, I forgot about care. her. So I'm watching it the other night, and I was getting so angry at her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially like again, watching Fear City and knowing what's going on in the background. I'm like, yeah, it's bugged. Yeah, like, like it was, it was cool watching that again. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. <laughs> oh, that whole scene. Um, I'm trying to think of some other scenes that stood out that I just loved. I mean, I'm always, I was very disappointed, of course, to see Tommy get whacked. I did not like that at all because mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh man, there goes my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it but, was definitely unexpected. But that's kind of how, like, they brought it up a couple times in the movie where he's sitting in the car after the hat scene and he's like, you know, if it was a wise guy, I wouldn't know it was coming. Right, right. That's kind of how they treat everybody else in the film before they get whacked. It's yeah. just like they have no idea. There's no intention. There's no conversation that leads up to that. Yeah, no, it's literally the best day of Tommy's life is happening until he realizes he's right. about to get whacked and they just shoot him in the back of the head and that's it. His no fun. Too, when he walks in the room, sees it empty and is like, Oh shit! Oh no! Boom! <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what's crazy about it is, is that you know, uh, it just kind of it just proves the point that, you know, we were talking about loyalty right earlier, but also if you cross, it, it reminds me so much of of because I I spent like a little time in local politics, I was city commissioner of Oregon City for four years, and even on a very minute level like that you see the parallels of like 
the fair weather friend aspect in life. And I kind of see that in Goodfellas. You see where like you have these people that have your back, but if you cross them, your best friend may be the one who's going to kill you. And people will turn their back on you. And people but will be completely away from you. And that fair weather aspect is, is uh, you know, because you, and you, and Ray Liotta's acting is so good when you see, when Polly hands him, I don't know what it is, 5,000 for a lifetime of work or whatever he says when he. It's like 3,200 bucks. Yeah. Right. And you see the defeat in Ray Liotta's face, like, shit, man, I devoted my entire life and this is all you have for me. And you just realize how, when you cross them, how disposable you can be. And politics is very much yeah. like that. Once they don't need your ass anymore, bitch, you are gone. You're done. <laughs> you know? And that's kind of what. So true. So but it's like, um, to kind of like piggyback on that, it's like it also, or maybe another perspective. I don't know. But like, it's not, I, when you said fair weather friend, I never got that feeling when I was watching it. Like, it's just like, yeah, you fucked up and your family. So we're kind of doing you a mercy, not like you're not our, you're, they don't treat him like he's not family where he's like, but you are family, but you crossed a line that you can't cross. And that's why they just whack him. Like you don't even see it coming. Cause that's a mercy in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, so I thought, I, I like I said, like I, I love how they say you don't see it coming and everybody who's part of the family who gets whacked, they don't see it coming. It's a mercy. Yeah. I mean, I instantly felt bad for his mother, too. <laughs> we, we I know, because he's also like, I was like, you look so handsome. I'm so proud of you. And then, well, yeah, the one thing she says is, you know, just be safe. And I'm super proud of you. And then, and then you hear that line when they say, like, what Jordan just said, or excuse me, what you just said about that, about you felt sorry for the mother. And then there's a line in it where they shot him in the face so that his mother couldn't have an open casket. Yes. yes. Oh my God. See, that's, God. that's heavy. Oh. That's just, you know. Heavy. Yeah. But man, good. Uh, so I'm looking it up here, the, the, all the Academy Awards. So it was nominated, I think, for like six at least. It definitely won, though. So one, only won one Academy Award. And that Joe was Pesci. Best Supporting Role. And that Joe was for Pesci. Joe Pesci, yeah. who played Tommy, which, man, he played that character to the T. I mean, I just loved him so much in this. <laughs> crazy that they only got one award for that movie that's or at least one academy <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure it probably picked up a few more awards and other award shows it was, it was nominated for best picture uh best director best screenplay you know or adaptive screenplay best supporting uh actress which for uh lorraine Bracco, who Bracco. played his wife karen and best film editing yeah nominated for all that stuff but yeah it only won for a uh, supporting role Joe Pesci, but yeah, totally deserved though. Because man, it's crazy to think that like two of my favorite Joe Pesci roles came out the same year, nineteen ninety. You got Goodfellas and Home Alone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, two completely different Joe Pesci. Completely different films. And you know what's crazy <laughs> yeah. is that it wasn't until The Departed that Martin Scorsese actually won an Academy Award. All of these other films prior, really. Good casino, yeah, that's, that's so like I, uh, Mean Streets, uh, you know, um, hell, even Hugo, I think. Did you guys ever see Hugo? That's a Martin Scorsese. I tried watching Hugo you know? and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know why he, you know why Martin Scorsese made that movie? Because he wanted his granddaughter, true story, to be able to at least see one of his films. 
That sounds like a Robert Rodriguez move. That's why I made Spy Kids, right? Oh, is that what that? Yeah. yeah. I think so. He's like, I want my daughter to see some made Spy Kids. Yeah, I'll make this child. Like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, we were kids when Spy Kids came out, so it worked for us. It took him that long to get an award. Like, it just blows my mind. And I like Departed. I like the movie, but I didn't love it. I mean, but it's not one when I when I think of like the great Martin Scorsese movies, it's never one that really just pops to mind. Which is always a shame. It always feels like, you know, when they're going to know, it's like, well, he's put out great movie after great movie. We just need to throw him a bone at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, well, he put out the part. We'll give him one for that. You yeah. know, I, instead I of like the competition was that year. It's kind of uh, like, in my, in my opinion, and this is just me, it's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio. He has made so many films that he has been so strong in. And then the one that he wins is The Revenant, which I thought was a good movie, but I don't think it's his best acting. You know? I mean, I was surprised that he didn't get anything for Django because his character in Django is absolutely oh, yeah. pops. Oh. Absolutely. And, and then if not for Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf I mean, Wolf. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever saw um, one, uh, truly, this is one of, uh, it, it, and when I said that Goodfellas was like, my my fourth favorite Martin Scorsese movie. This is probably my second favorite Martin Scorsese movie. And it happens to be a Leonardo DiCaprio film. And it's Shutter's Island. I don't know if you guys saw that. But that <sighs> yeah, I, I saw that in I high school. That now. <laughs> I need to watch that again. I haven't seen that in years. And it was before I could really appreciate stuff like that. Because when I was a teenager, I was just like, yeah, I just want to, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I remember watching it in high school too when it came out. I didn't. I didn't go see it in the theaters, but I think they released it on like Netflix or we rented it or something like that. But I watched it and I fell in love with it. But I haven't seen it since. But I just remember it just screwed me up the entire time. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I ended up buying yeah, it on Blu-ray. Myself, I, I would like to watch that again. Guys made yeah. such good classics though. Aviator. Oh. And I had no idea. That did not even cross my mind. That, that was a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. I had I no idea. Better Island. Yeah. Island. Oh, yeah. 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 So good. Well, I'm trying to think um, before we wrap it up here, well, I guess any other favorite scenes anybody wants to talk about? I mean, this has been a fun discussion here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, let me see. I know I have at least, oh, okay. It was right after uh, Ray and Karen get married and they're still living with her parents. And then she's like bitching at Karen. She's like, well, you're, my your father never didn't call when he stayed out all night blah 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 and they're just like shut up ma shut up and then he comes home then immediately like she opens her it's like hi then immediately over shower by like where have you been blah blah and he just turns around gets back in the car with joe pesci and then they just drive away <laughs> and, and then you see and then you see joe pesci where have you been talking about you know where he's doing like, like the the impression that is just so funny. <laughs> that's an awesome it's just funny because she was like oh hey honey where the fuck have you been why have you come home oh it's so great well yeah that scene too where she's yelling at her dad or something it's like dad and the mom chimes in and it's just like you know he hasn't been able to digest a decent meal in six weeks <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's awesome that's like yeah, your father has it yeah <laughs> yeah that oh and i also wrote when joe pesci is just talking to his mom and he 
She's like, why don't you get a nice girl? He's like, I get a nice girl every night. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then he's like, well, why does every time I settle down in the morning, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> so great i love i love it i love the scene when when tommy is sitting there and the and the the, the guy who owns the bar comes over and he presents tommy with the bill right yeah, yeah the seven thousand dollars yeah and and he's and he's like oh go ahead and put it on my tab and the guy goes i don't know there's seven g's here you know and then he hits him over the head with the the champagne bottle Right, I don't know if he cracks his head, and he gave you yeah. son of a bitch asked me to christen his kid. I love that way. <laughs> <Yeah. he's, yeah. laughs> oh man, yeah, that, and I think. Uh, let me see. I feel like I have one more. Oh well, okay. This is. I don't even know if like at this point it's a trope for heist movies and stuff, but I don't know if maybe it started here. But like after they pull out that insane heist, they're like, "Yeah, you gotta lay low. Don't buy any big items." Then he comes in and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? A brand new fucking car? Are you kidding me? He's like, Cadillac. it was a wedding gift. It's in my mother's name. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, it's in my mother. He keeps repeating that. He's like, he, like, and Robert De Niro's character is like, like, do you guys recognize that guy? Do you recognize no. him? He's the same. He's the same guy that tries to put the rat poison in Harry and Lloyd's burgers in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, yeah, so I wouldn't yeah, remember. That, that's that's the guy who 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 works at the airport, who gives him the Lahanza site, the right. Okay, I'm talking about he's right? the guy yeah. that's he's the guy that's just trying to chase him the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and they end up giving him the rat poison thing, and it's his medicine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I yeah. I just thought that was funny. With you know, like, the, are you kidding me? And then the next guy walks in. They have this expensive fur coat, fur coat and he's just like. <sighs> Are yeah, you like kidding oh, me. And what what's awesome is that you know when they yeah when uh, Robert De, uh, Robert De Niro wads that fur coat up and hands it to him, and then you see all of the people that had come in, and like Jordan yeah. had said earlier when they when they play Layla and they play that piano music, when you see yeah. all these guys like in the in the freezer of the truck and in the pink Cadillac and they're all dead, and that that yeah. music that Layla is playing in the background that piano oh okay so I didn't really know the track name but yeah that yeah, it's and that's a rad scene that is the, such an the, incredible uh, scene it's the second They're half of all the corpses Eric Clapton's Layla right yeah it's all just piano for the for like two minutes straight but I love how you see that like you even see the frost in that guy's hair when he and his wife are in the the freezing compartment of the truck and you see that they're and you just again, there it is. They, they, you know, they somebody gave him instruction to do, and they broke the code on it, and then they paid the price. Yeah, you know? so crazy. It's <sighs> also got- like that's heist one hundred and one. Don't spend the money right away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it when Ray Liotta hears the news in the shower and he starts beating on the yes, he starts beating on the shower. Yeah. Because yeah, he doesn't even know how much money they stole until yeah. they're like, oh, okay. we're getting estimates like four thousand or four to six million dollars. He's like, especially in what the seventies. Yeah. That's yeah. A shit that is <laughs> way more than that now. Yeah. And you know what really you know what else impressed me about this movie that you sometimes like like I didn't like when you watch like Clint Eastwood's J. Edgar and other films like that when they when they age people and they use makeup. Even in the Irishman, I thought, eh. But in this movie, he they did such a great job with the makeup. And yes. and like with Robert De Niro's character getting older and everybody getting older, but not 
not graphically older, not comically older. They just right. they, their hair they, got a little bit more gray or something like that. Yeah, yeah. subtle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. the subtleness of it, I thought like was good. How they Daenerys and Polly's hair, they both just yeah, get a little bit grayer as right. time goes on. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's that's a perfect way to show that like we're following these characters through a lifetime. Right. Well, maybe not their entire lifetime, but you're at least following them through their entire lifetime of crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know how so sometimes I, you you know how sometimes you'll watch movies and they'll age the actors in it, and you're like, oh my god, they look like Planet of the Ape figures, you know? They don't yeah, look like yeah, it, over the top. it doesn't look real at all, you know. But this this had just the authenticness, you know, and I think that's the the authenticity is what. And I think if I if I could describe this movie with one word, I would describe it as authentic, in my opinion. But I, I loved it. Yeah, authentic and rewatchable as hell. Oh yeah, I'm like after talking about, it, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch it again now. I've seen it at least three times, and I still want to rewatch it. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I want to see it again. I want to see it in theaters again. Gotta help Academy opens up soon, starts playing stuff like yeah. this. Cause I would love to go yeah. see this in theaters. We'll get like a whole group good together. We'll see it in theaters. That'd be awesome. Uh, nice. I know we should probably wrap it up here. Uh, but yeah, what a great discussion though. This is just, it's what is just a piece of cinema history. This movie is 30 yeah, years old. Great. I can't believe it's 30 years old already. Yeah. So crazy. I can't I believe I'm 26. No, I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> this movie's slightly older than us. Yeah. <laughs> And my ass was still in high school. So thank you guys for making me feel a thousand years old. You're welcome. If it makes you feel any better. Yeah, sure. I said blockbuster, but we had blockbuster for a little bit. Great Hollywood video. (laughs) Hollywood video. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess in 1990, I wanted to see Goodfellas, but my mom was like, hell no. But I'm like, but Special Pesci. And she's like, no way. So I had to go see Home Alone instead. Oh no, <laughs> Jordan's like favorite childhood movie. Oh darn! Yeah, I know. It's one of the it's best. It's one of the. <laughs> so instead of go fucking, the... I had to hear for for an hour and a half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just so great. It just also just makes the Home Alone casting that much more hilarious. You're like, yeah, we want Joe Pesci. You're like, yeah. do you for a kids movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay. So good. <sighs> that's so great they get it i didn't they bring joe pesci out of retirement to make the irishman too yeah 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 Yeah. you know what's crazy is that and i i brought this up to jordan one one thing is is um what was that good do you remember the scene after they 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 killed the maid guy and uh with with the shine box right and robert de niro is kicking him when they're down and and scorsese does kind of a close-up on on De Niro's face and shoulders when he's doing it, way more realistic than in the well, Irishman. <laughs> it's 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 kind of sad because and it just kind of proves that time does affect us all because they do a similar scene in the Irishman and where it's effective in Goodfellas. Robert De Niro just looks like an eighty-year-old guy trying to beat somebody up, and it just—it's like you're like, oh, that yeah. was a bizarre thing to me. <laughs> With all the technology these days, why didn't they just have a younger guy? play that part and then just put De Niro's face over him it just it made no yeah. sense because yeah, yeah it looks like a tired old man trying to kick somebody's yeah. in yeah. do it into a sidewalk yeah just looking up so, joe pesci is 83 years old now oh wow he is 83 crap. February 9th, 1943 wow jeez man that's crazy I, I, I did not know that he was that old yeah but 
Well, it's it's yeah, interesting that you say that about the kicking scene. I have no idea. Because there was, uh, what was it? One thing that I kind of picked up on this movie was that the main character, Henry, um, a lot of it, like the more gruesome action scenes, um, Henry was kind of at uh, a step back from the situation. And then as you watch throughout the end, you know, he ends up writing them all out. But it kind of seems like even though he was fully invested in the family and everything like that, they kind of foreshadow it a little bit with him being a step back toward the end of each of these scenes. Mm, yeah. And I don't know, something that you just said just reminded me of that. But it was kind of interesting. I might rewatch it again just to validate that point a little bit more. But yeah, it was kind of cool. Well, that, you know, that I think you're right. I had that's something that I hadn't now that you mentioned that. I, I he was kind of at bay at times, he was kind of like, Yeah, he's yeah, kind of he's kind of taking a step back and he's watching the situation. Like in the beginning, you know, we're talking to Maury, he's right up in it, he's not necessarily one the one strangling him or anything like that. But then gradually, as the movie progresses, he kind of takes a step back, kind of moves farther yeah. back until eventually he rats on him. Right. Sounds kind of cool. I don't know. I'm just excited to watch it again at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, serious. <laughs> I literally just watched it. I want to watch it again. Yeah. All right, it's got the triple Blu-ray pack, which has, what, The Parted, Goodfellas, and Aviator on it. Heck nice. yeah. So. There you go. Cool. Yeah. I'm also more excited to watch Shutter Island because it's a movie I'm trying to bring... I have it on Blu-ray. ...wanting to watch it and no idea it was a Scorsese film, so now I'm more I excited to check it out that when i bought it <laughs> have you, I just have you guys it. have you guys ever seen king of comedy have you seen it no no that was something i wanted to get around to before i went and saw joker because there was a lot of parallels that people oh. were pointing out total oh, really total there there are so many similarities between especially uh, since robert de niro is like that talk show host and like so i definitely it's on my short list that will probably be the next scorsese film that i watch is King yeah. of Comedy. Yeah. Let's see what yeah. what's next for Mr. Scorsese here. Man, I love that he keeps God, he's eighty four and he keeps going. Or he'll well, be he'll, he'll be eighty four in November. It seemed like an end of an era. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. He also had a nice cameo in Entourage. <laughs> Remember mm -hmm. that? Uh no. Yeah. Yeah, he's got nothing, nothing lined up after Irishman so far. Well, he's 84. It's okay if he doesn't, but <laughs> I still would like to see more and yeah. also see the rest of his stuff, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we should probably sit down and actually just start watching Scorsese films. Right. I mean, that's what I love about Gavin is every time I watch him, like when I watch Hatcher, I'm like, Gavin, Gavin, you need to watch it so we can talk about it. Not then he watched it. it. He's like, holy shit. I'm like, I know, right? Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's sit down. <laughs> and check it out. <laughs> well, if you haven't, watched, if you have never seen Aviator with DiCaprio, that's a good one. I have I not. No. I guess that's you guys, you guys have, you guys haven't seen a Aviator. No. Either one of. Nope. Oh, you, that's a must. That is that. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm like, I want to watch King Comedy, Aviator. I mean, we just, I just have to look through the rest of his films. And be like, all right, so these are all the movies I have to watch because I've been trying to, since we've been watching more and more, I. Definitely want to watch Scorsese's, and I need to watch more Kubrick films too. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen it, a couple of Kubrick 
Coop. Yeah, and I just remember I watched The Killing recently, and I was well, oh. it's like sometime. It wasn't like super recently, but I remember like I was just like watching like Jordan, Jordan, check this out, and I was like Gavin, Gavin, you gotta watch this, and he's like, holy shit, that was fucking cool. Yeah, that was a good I just, one. I just that movie like. <laughs> <laughs> that movie like i loved that movie that was probably my favorite kubrick frame i well actually no that's not true who did rear window or not that wasn't kubrick that was that's no. hitchcock hitchcock that's hitchcock never mind hitchcock but that rear window is fucking great did, too. with the gorgeous that. grace kelly <laughs> with the gorgeous grace kelly have you seen the clockwork orange did you have you seen that? yes he watched it yes, i still I haven't i still haven't either i'm overdue that so is, those are the two directors I'm trying to get through at this point, Scorsese and Kubrick. Yeah. And it's weird with Kubrick, I either love it or I'm like, eh, not for me. Yeah. That's an, that's another one that has a very distinct style that you know that you that you you know it's a Stanley Kubrick movie because of of, of almost like um a sophisticated oddity that he has to it. You know, there's almost like a, it's it's almost like um uh, I mean, that's how I would describe it. His his films have just this very sophisticated feel, I think, to them. Even The Shining, with a very with a very odd, you know. And A Clockwork Orange is every like indulgence of 1970 rolled in the one film. I think okay. I think it is. Yeah. I really need to check that out because I thought you watched it when you recommended it to. No, me. Yeah, well, we were talking about other stuff. I'm like, well, if you like that, you should probably check out this. Oh, one, one that Daniel and I have been talking about watching. Maybe we'll do this soon. Is Gang is in New York from 2002. Oh, I still haven't seen that. It's good. No, it's on theaters. Okay. Oh, okay. That, that's that's uh, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis at his at some of his absolute best. Okay. Sweet. That's another Scorsese, obviously another Scorsese movie. That's just you know, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Color of Money. I always forget he did the Color of Money too. I yeah, that's one yes. of his films. That's yeah. a good one. Though. That's another one yeah. of my favorites. After Hours, Raging Bull. Yeah, New York, New York. I've yeah. never seen the Last yeah, Waltz. Somebody of by Top One Hundred. Crap, man. I know there's just so many movies we haven't seen, but we have time. Are you guys Paul Thomas Anderson fans? Do you like? Are you at all his directing? Are you? You would have to mention some movies because I don't recognize the name. There, there will be blood. Oh, I never saw that. No, me neither. Um, so he did he did also he did Boogie Nights. Oh, I saw Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is fucking awesome. Yeah, I've seen Boogie Nights <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure he watched that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Raging Bull number four and AFI Top One Hundred. The All the right. fi- the final nude shot in um. And uh, Boogie Nights was um, what w- w- was that? based after my mother. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> yeah, watch Boogie Nights though. It's fucking awesome. Actually, we'll watch Boogie Nights. TMI, TMI. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna have to All right, dude. This has been this has been great. I had a lot of fun doing this movie. Yeah, well, it is well. Thank so you thank you guys. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up here. I just want to say thank you to Gavin and uh, Trent for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun just discussing a classic film. Lots of fun. Uh, but yeah, Daniel, where can they find us? Guys, online on movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think about Scorsese films. Love them, hate them. I don't know anybody who hates Scorsese film though. I don't they may not like it, but no one hates it. Yeah, you gotta have a stick up your ass. Don't appreciate Scorsese, even if it's not for you. Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for downloading the show. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> if you like it, share it with friends, and we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Last. That was a good time. Glad you came on, Trent. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Gavin. Gavin, I'm glad to see you on the show too. It's nice fun. to meet both you guys very much. Both of you are gonna have to come back sometime for some smart no movies. Yeah. It's nice to talk to other guys that love movies like that. It's also probably interesting to hear like, you know, like the age range. Like we're like 26, and you know, right. Jordan's at least 10 years older than me. I don't know how old you are. I'm 52. No way. Yeah. No way. No way! You're joking. Oh, You're like 43. 43? No. no Gavin, yeah, is Jordan? Is he shitting me? No, there's I, no I, way. I, the whole time to me. I turned 50. I turned 52 in July. July 13th. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez, you don't you even look so good. You like, look like in your God. 30s, 40s max. Yeah, 40s. Oh, very nice. That, that's nice of <laughs> you to say that. And that's not me being generous. That's good for you, man. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's.